Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is once again movie time. Geek and the Wolf. What's going on, everyone? I am your, one of your hosts, Renee, Loki Geek, aka the Geek, and joining me is Blake Wolf, the Wolf. What's going on, buddy? What is up, Renee? I am ready to talk Oscars with you. I love, I love having these conversations. Yeah, no, it's it's always a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we could uh, put this to video so that we could enjoy the conversations with all of you guys. So hopefully you saw our previous episode where we talked about supporting role nominations, and now we will be talking about the leading role nominations. And uh, again, we welcome the conversation, so if you have anything you'd like to chime in on, if you want to correct me for my mispronunciations and my incorrect actor uh, call-outs and all that, please let me know uh i welcome those comments all the time uh because i get them enough from this guy next to me over here um but uh again you like what you see hit that uh like and subscribe buttons hit that notification button so you get notified every time new videos are dropped and if you are an audio listener you could find these episodes up on podcast platforms like apple spotify and google just look for the low-key geek channel up there and you'll find these episodes uploaded once they go live so yeah so like I've mentioned before, Oscars are right around the corner. This is one of our favorite times of the year where we talk about all the movies that we watched all throughout the previous year and we start speculating as to who's going to walk away with the statue, the golden statue that everyone's vying for. If they deserve it or not, we shall see. But let's talk about leading roles. So to start things off, why don't we talk about actress in a leading role. So first you got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Um, I will start off first with my some of my initial thoughts. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, and as I will mention now, full disclosure, I did not watch Being the Ricardos because I just had no desire to watch that movie because I personally thought the casting was completely off. Um, I may give it a shot. Blake tells me not to watch it at all. But who knows? I, I may be bored one night and I'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Let's check it out and let's see what kind of a train wreck this is. Um, I also have not seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye and Parallel Mothers. So I'm probably not a good in a good position to talk about this category, this particular right. category right here. Don't worry. I saw them all. <laughs> Definitely don't see Being the Ricardos. Definitely don't. But yeah, I... I uh, you mentioned we love having these conversations. Yeah. I talking about people ask what's your favorite holiday of the year? Is it Christmas? Is it Thanksgiving? Is it your birthday? No, my favorite holiday of the year is Oscar Sunday. Last year, yes. there were 56 nominated movies, including all the shorts. I watched every single one until I was nauseous and still pushed through. 
I love having our little watch parties or conversations about this stuff. Um, yeah. That said, I, hopefully we can, uh, in advising people, we can also say like, don't bother because being the Ricardo, if you right. if you need a little Vita Vita regimen, hangover helper, you're not feeling well one day and you just want to throw something on the TV while in recovery. Yeah, if you're at a hotel and they have one channel, sure, put it on. It's 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 fine. Um, but yeah, the. This is an interesting list. This, this especially best actress. This is a fascinating yeah. list. Please. Yeah. No, definitely is. It, it's one of those uh, when I reacted to the live announcement of the nominations. This was the one that really threw me off a lot um, because, yeah, you know, you you have her chatter of Jessica Chastain's performance in the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, you know, but then with Penelope Cruz kind of, I felt like she kind of came out of nowhere, um, you know, because not a lot of people were talking about this movie at all. And then all of a sudden she, they started talking about her performance and now, you know, she found herself with a nomination. And then of course you have the Nicole Kidman nomination for being the Ricardos, which surprised me again, because uh, those in my circle uh, didn't talk that highly really uh, about the movie in general like some people liked it some people thought it was okay um but it was one of those things that kind of surprised me for sure so um what were your um reactions when you saw this list of nominees i was thinking about taking a sip of my water when you list read them again just so i could do another spit take because I, <laughs> Almost a lot of the categories threw me this year, and normally things feel pretty set in stone, and there'll be a couple things or a snub here and there. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of, I'm excited to talk about snubs with you because there's some egregious ones here. But then yeah. for for even just who the nominees are, definitely there was talk of Kristen Stewart not getting in, and then she got in. Penelope Cruz was a big surprise. I was, and honestly, I think she deserves it. And I think maybe we can expect more surprises like this because mm -hmm. of the more international voting body at the Oscars. Right. Um, and also Penelope Cruz has won an Oscar before. So in yeah. theory, maybe we should always consider her in the conversation, although she hasn't been in, in quite some time. Um, right. Nicole Kidman was the other one that really surprised me. When I saw the eyes of Tammy Faye, um the the background here is that i have like a southern baptist upbringing i went to this one in my hometown in oklahoma while i was traveling mm -hmm. there i think there were some people there who did not enjoy that movie because it was it's subversive towards that culture uh, right. in television but i remember going with some friends and i had a great time because it was sending up uh this very t toxic and problematic culture um yeah. Jessica Chastain did an amazing job. And when I left, I remember thinking Andrew Garfield's performance was not that good. And we can talk about Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom later. But mm -hmm. um, for Jessica Chastain, I remember even saying as leaving the theater, like, I would be surprised if, if she doesn't get a nomination. Um, so my overall opinion is this is, I think this is one of the least certain categories. Everyone who's talked about this category says it could be anybody. Um, for any number of reasons. I was looking over mm -hmm. who's won past awards and it's a little bit all over the place. Um, the, there's there's, a, there's a, a fair amount of snubs here that I think, I don't think that they would have helped. It's just, this was an awesome year for best actress conversation and anyone yeah. who's in it. Personally, I wouldn't have a Nicole Kidman here is nicole kidman an awesome actress and did she do a good job yeah that movie and 
that her as Lucille Ball, I think that the bar should have been higher and that to where Nicole Kidman's performance wouldn't have, have gotten us there. Um, in the previous conversation, um, which was a good one, and we mentioned Lost Daughter and, and Jesse Buckley. I think yeah. you're not wrong. Jesse Buckley, if there was a nominee between Jesse Buckley or Olivia Coleman, maybe it should be Jesse Buckley. Uh, right. I think Olivia Coleman did an awesome job, and it was a, a, a difficult character. There was some real nuanced emotion that she had to portray, but at the end of the day, she's doing her Olivia Coleman thing. And right. yeah. I, she's apparently very beloved by this voting body and all voting bodies, and I love her. I adore her speeches. I always get mm-hmm. excited when I see her in something, um, but I don't know that it necessarily rises to this needs to be a winner. I don't know where I stand on the others between Jessica Chastain Kristen Stewart and Penelope Cruz. I'm excited to have this conversation mm-hmm. with you to like suss out my thoughts on it. Um, sure. I, but I personally think if I'm choosing my favorite performance, I think I go with Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, and maybe Jessica Chastain is is right behind there in a close second. Um, mm-hmm. That was a difficult role, highly emotional, um, and she had to carry that movie. But I am also just a Penelope Cruz fan. Uh, mm-hmm. so there, there's some bias there. I don't know how somebody would, how, if I was actually a voter, I think this, this is a category that would keep me up at night. Right. Yeah. And I, and I could see that, especially someone like you who, um, you know, both of you and I, we, we do watch a ton of movies every year, but I, I will admit that you do get a chance to watch a lot of the movies that I don't get to see. Like for example, Parallel Mothers and Eyes of Tammy Faye. I thought like when the Eyes of Tammy Faye came out, um, I was aware of it, but I didn't have that urge to go watch it. And it only lasted in the theaters, not yeah. that not that long at all, right? And it was still, obviously, with Omicron and all that stuff like that, it was kind of like no one was going out to theaters that often. Um, because I remember, like, a couple of months later, I saw it already available to purchase for digital on demand and stuff, you know? So, um, but recently, it's now available on HBO Max. And this is something that I actually do want to go watch, more so than being the Ricardos, because I do love Jessica I think she is a phenomenal actress. Um, I watched that um, limited series that she was in with Oscar Isaac on HBO. And that was a powerful performance from both actors. Um, But she's always been one of my favorites for a while now. Um, So I am very curious to see how her performance is here. Uh, Olivia Colman, again, I, I really just do think it is... You know the the love that the the voting body has for her, and like you know the, the academy really really loves her um, for their reasons or what have you. Um, you know, what, like we talked about before, Jessica Buck, uh, Jesse Buckley's performance was ten times better than hers. I think in this movie, a lot more powerful and meaningful throughout the whole movie. Um, Unfortunately, I can't speak much for Penelope Cruz, but I'm glad that you were able to, you know, speak about it because now I'm curious. Now I am definitely curious to go check it out. Um, it, unfortunately, it's and we we used to say this a lot in previous years where um, some of the the movies that are considered for nominations um, are not easily accessible to a lot of people. Um, now I feel like with streaming, it's becoming a little bit more easier for people to, you know, whether or not they want to rent it or maybe it'll pop into an HBO Max or a Showtime or whatever like that, a Hulu. Um, and I feel like more and more of that is happening. So it gives people more of a chance to watch these movies when they become available. But when this movie came out, I had no 
idea about it. Like I knew nothing about the movie. I didn't hear anyone talk about the movie. So uh, I'm glad you saw it so that you could speak up on it uh, for sure. Um, but in this in this nomination, in the denominations here, the one that I was really rooting for was uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, you know, when I saw Spencer, um, you know, I grew up during the time when Princess Di was always on TV. You know, I, I vividly remember watching the wedding ceremony on TV with my mom uh, because it was one of those like big events that you that everyone was watching on TV. Um, so I, I, you know, very familiar with Princess Di and all that. And when this, uh, that one particular photo, uh, the first reveal of her in the Princess Di outfit, you know, with the hair, with the hat and everything, I immediately was like, oh my God, she looks just like her. The fact that she spent uh, months trying to nail her accent and the way she talks, uh, it really, really came out in her performance. And the movie itself was a very haunting and um, very, very sad uh, portrayal of Diana you know during the last days of her marriage as she's losing her mind and going through all of this stuff like what should i do you know why am i here uh no one likes me uh no one wants me around you know i left my life for this and you know i have these two sons now and all this stuff like that so it was such a strong performance that i was really really rooting for her to to get this nomination and it's true you know in the and we talked about this before in the beginning she was talked about a lot like she, oh she's you know surefire nomination and probably going to win and then the the chatter slowed down and then everyone started talking about other people and all that so it was a question of whether or not she was going to get nominated or not so i am happy that she did get a nomination in there and all that so um i think in this category with what we were we are given with my personal favorite and the one i think is going to win is Kristen Stewart. I think she's going to run away with with this uh, category, Um, even though it is kind of a difficult category to look at, you know, with all I feel like these actresses are all coming from different fields uh, with different types of performances as a whole. Uh, But I think uh, and again, maybe my own personal uh, bias of my love for that performance is, is coming into play here. But I do think uh, she will walk away with uh, this this uh, statue. No, I honestly, you're you're starting to convince me too. I think that there's there's the ongoing theme of this is a different Oscars voting body, and mm-hmm. she didn't have any um, SAG nominations. Uh, right. uh, Kristen Stewart missed out on the SAG nominations and also on the BAFTAs, which I can see why the BAFTAs might be a little biased against this performance. Um, but I'm curious if she gets in because this is such a different voting body and it was maybe always was a shoe in or if she barely got in there and is the fifth, you know, most popular one from from the nominees. We, we don't know. But that's why this category is so exciting to me, because she could be anywhere between first and fifth place in this yeah. list. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that when we're the different performances just through that lens alone jessica chastain if let's just say on the category of how international a performance or an actor is jessica chastain is giving a very uh, a performance of someone who in america that's a well-known type of person and maybe it is worldwide but that might hurt it depending on the voting body to where someone goes i if they haven't heard of tammy faye or aren't aware of like this uh, you know the big hair american televangelist 
architect problem or whatever, like whatever that <laughs> archetype is. Right. And that might not hit as close to home. They might go, oh, that was, they were just playing a freak or a weirdo. And it might not make sense as, no, they were having to play a very difficult, bizarre person who actually exists. Nicole right. Kidman's character, that uh, Lucille Ball's one of the most beloved humans of all of public consciousness. So maybe that mm-hmm. helps Nicole Kidman also being an international actress, but also the celebrity there. And I don't, I think that's the kind of movie that doesn't get taken seriously by this body. I could be wrong, but I feel like certain movies like this that historically might be more Oscar Beatty are mm-hmm. not being taken as seriously. Um, with this new voting body and they're looking for things that are actually more prestigious not that like american oscars prestige thing um olivia coleman i wouldn't be surprised if she just woke up tomorrow and got an oscar and then woke up the next <laughs> day i don't know what the deal is i think her whatever she's doing is is amazing um yeah. and beloved um i and now so between those though i now i'm, I'm second guessing myself i think princess diana is going to be the most recognizable of anyone that, that, especially with the biopic options here, there being three of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, that, and Kristen Stewart kind of having low expectations going into it, people might try to overcompensate by voting her up higher, thinking people won't vote for her. And so that might be a tiebreaker and her not having been taken uh, as seriously as an actress since the twilight days, but then doing some really great work in film and so this might be a chance people get to, to reward her um as an underdog type of person even though she was the favorite for so long um i got to see uh to see spencer at austin film festival this past year and oh, i great. think i think if we're when we're talking about snubs there's something to be said about i happen to like the movies that make people miserable that no one wants to go see that's just like my wheelhouse i'm glad that you go and see the movies that people enjoy and like to go see that makes sense especially for someone with a youtube channel and (laughs) and sadly though those are often the movies that get snubbed and yet i think you and i do have in our venn diagram that middle ground where I enjoy when a when those more popular movies are well done and well executed. And there's a lot of that that is way too often overlooked by the Martin Scorsese types who are just going to shit on MCU or superhero movies or whatever. Um, when they're actually, I think, on this list of snubs, um, I'm not sure if you have anyone from that world on your list, but I think there's there's a good amount on here of people who weren't. This one, I definitely did a spit take when I heard the nominees, though. Yeah, I, I mean, let, let's dive into that. So um, from your list, who do you think was completely ignored and not acknowledged in this category? I think there's one name that a lot of people were kind of surprised not to hear, especially um, as the year was closing out. Um, so I'm curious if you have Lady Gaga on your list. Oh, I, thought, uh, I thought you were going to say Zendaya from Space Jam. You didn't have... Uh, that's, that's my second. That's my number two. <laughs> yeah. Um... The Lady Gaga was to me the most one of the most surprising ones, and the other one was Rachel Zeigler from from West Side Story. Yes. Yep. Those were the two that I expected to hear, and even because there's the problem where Lady Gaga might not be taken seriously as a film actress, and I think that might be another thing we're seeing with this new voting body is that American mm-hmm. celebrity doesn't get you as far as it used to. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't shocked shocked to not see Lady Gaga, although I thought I would and I wanted to. Um, then the Rachel Zeigler one to me is the more uh, to me, the more offensive one, even though in the public yeah. consciousness, Lady Gaga is the more famous one who should have been here. And especially if you want to, if you want to get people to tune in on TV, if they, 
I think that to, to do what they think is the principal thing and say, this is actually a better performance, sure, go for it. But if they had a small group of people who were actually having the conversations and moving the needle, they would want to have a Lady Gaga there. It actually makes me right. think it's not rigged when you don't see stuff like that, because that would True. be a fun name to see on the telecast during that time. Yeah. And then to me, though, the more um, my snubs list, I'll, I'll go through it. It's Lady Gaga, Rachel Zeigler, Alana Heim from Licorice Pizza. That was one that I was hoping for. And some people were talking about. I think mm -hmm. Frances McDormand wasn't necessarily talked about enough for Lady Macbeth. I don't know if people would give that supporting or if there was some issue there, even though she was the lead actress from that. But I think yeah. she did a great job. Some people didn't with their, depending on what they were wanting from that character. The other main ones, um, I got to see Ruth Nega in passing in theaters um, the week that came out. I think that didn't get enough love or box off at the box office for that maybe to, tr to go through. But I heard a lot of critics saying that they thought that one would be nominated or should be. And I'm in that camp as well. That was a really great mm -hmm. performance from a very, um, a, an incredible film that was tragically underseen and underappreciated in this mm -hmm. case. And then the last main snub snub from who was expected was Jennifer Hudson for, um, or possibly expected was Jennifer Hudson for doing Aretha Franklin. So right. even though we get three biopics here, I think that was the one that was maybe the most traditionally biopic type of movie uh, where we see Renee Zellweger winning for, for doing Judy Garland. And this was that kind of performance. Whereas Kristen Stewart one is very different. So we might be seeing a change there on, on that type of thing. The Kristen Stewart mm -hmm. one is really a more subversive biopic compared to the one where it's Jennifer Hudson, you watch them from childhood, climb the charts, have the tragic downfall, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, get to have a great actor or actress in that case jennifer hudson and get to have give them a vehicle to really show off and have a movie with a mm -hmm. big celebrity playing a big celebrity um but yeah. those are the ones that i was most surprised by that i was that i was hearing in the conversations my only mm -hmm. other ones as mentioned zendaya not from space jam from malcolm and marie i like that movie a lot of people did not. I would have put her in, in there. At least I think she should have been more seriously considered. Mm -hmm. And then um, maybe it's supporting, maybe not. Maybe it's another one of those weird middle grounds, but Marion Cotillard and Annette, which we can talk about oh. for best actor combo. But I loved Annette for a movie that was uncomfortable and unpleasant that no one wanted to see. I yeah. loved that movie. Uh, I was miserable the entire time. It was a beautiful experience in the theater. So uncomfortable. Uh, just trying to not make eye contact with anyone around you because it was it was such a painful film. Uh, but Mirror <laughs> did a great job, in my opinion. Um, although I don't think like her, and there's a few of these that no one was really talking about. But there's it was a it was a it was a it is already such a toss up of a category. I personally would take out Nicole Kidman. I would probably take out Olivia Coleman. Um, mm -hmm. Just because it's her, I you know could wake up any morning and give this performance level, and she didn't transcend her Oscar-winning performances from the past, and maybe give right. it to the other people, namely Rachel Zegler and Lady Gaga. Yeah, maybe Ruth Gaga should be, should definitely be in that conversation. Yeah, no, I mean those are definitely uh, great names there. I definitely had uh, Rachel Zegler on my list because, again, she was the one that. Uh, we in the supporting categories, we talked about how strong Ariana was, uh, Mike Feist, and all that. Um, to take on the Judy Garland role uh, in this really prominent musical, 
Um, I thought she did an amazing, amazing job. And to actually be representing the the heritage that she's supposed to be representing in the movie in in a more uh you know realistic manner than uh judy garland did you know so natalie wood from the the original west side story and her filling in for that role and not having the the white face the awkward sorry problem. yeah yeah that's no, what i meant yes yeah. honestly, natalie wood i sure she's awesome she's a legend but that performance i'm glad that they had a rachel zeigler in there it it shouldn't have been Natalie Wood in the first place back in the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I, I think it also goes to, and this is another conversation we could always have, but I, I, I try to avoid it as much as possible. But the whole thing about the Oscars being too white and all that, like, yeah, it is unfortunate that in this category, they're all, you know, prominently white actors, actresses. Um, you know, it would have been great to see Rachel in there to to kind of you know, mix things up. Uh, Jennifer Hudson, you know, Ruth Nega, like you mentioned before, um, like it would have been nice to have more of that recognition. Um, and it, it's interesting, again, with all the changes happening in, you know, in the within the Academy and how they were supposed to uh, be more inclusive and all that stuff like that. It is interesting that we still end up in uh, this situation where, you know, we don't see representation in this category. And I don't know. I I hope it's not because of the fact that uh, we're not um, those performances weren't strong enough. Um, but it is interesting to see. I mean, the only one here, obviously, is Penelope Cruz, uh, who, who's not uh, you know, a white actress. But it's also a movie that a lot of people didn't see. But you had more people who probably saw the West Side stories, you know, the respect and all that. You know, and it, it is unfortunate that we, we are faced with that. Um, so I agree with a lot of the names you mentioned on your list. Obviously, Lady Gaga was the one that I, during the my live reaction to the nominees, I, I screamed. I was like, no Lady Gaga? I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I thought that was a sure thing. Um, personally, the only name that you didn't bring up that I had on my list for uh, ever since I knew we were going to do this is Kate Blanchett for uh, Nightmare Alley. I thought her performance was phenomenal in that movie um you know she you know played that femme fatale role so well in nightmare alley and you know i think if it wasn't for her i don't think i would have enjoyed that movie as much as i did um every time she was on screen she stole the scenes there in, a, in, in all the scenes that she was in and you know I, Kate Blanchett is a great actress. She's done so many great roles, but this is one of the strongest roles I've seen her play in a while, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, we talked about previously how it's so great to see Nightmare Alley being more recognized um, the closer we got to the Oscars. Um, it would have been cool and I think awesome if she was recognized within this category. Um, uh, for that role she played in Nightmare Alley. So, um, yeah, so that was just my 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 take on who was snubbed there. Yeah, I think that might be another one where uh, the, one of the tricky things when we're putting these performances, labeling them, putting them in categories, maybe that's a uh, Rooney Mara is the main female performance in that one. I know that Toni Collette was definitely supporting, but I'm not sure. So maybe at the end of the day, Kate Blanchett, it, to me, that's one of the things that I would love it if they fixed it tomorrow was 
to figure out the category fraud problem because there's too yeah. many times where, which we talked about it with the supporting actress category with Katrina Balfe, that maybe Kate Blanchett that may have hurt her. Uh, for, I personally wouldn't have her on my list, but on a short list of snubs, absolutely. Her performance was awesome. Glad that movie yeah. definitely got some some cred towards the end um, when people weren't expecting it. Um, there's there's a few examples of that here, but. Um, I yeah that that was a special movie and I think similar mm-hmm. to Olivia Coleman, Kate Blanchett could just wake up on any day and win an Oscar. She won sure. in the past for, for Blue Jasmine. And to me, that is one of my reference points for great acting in a film. Um, mm-hmm. That that was, a, that was an, she did an awesome job with that role. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I'm also glad you brought up Annette too because um, I have not seen it yet, but I am. Uh, it's on my short list of movies I want to see. Primarily because I watched the Sparks documentary on Netflix. I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Like, if I were to, if we were to do another episode where we talk about documentaries, that for me was probably top three documentaries I watched last year. Uh, It was just so well done. And, you know, again, you have these two guys that have been doing this for years and years and years and not even making such huge names for themselves, depending on certain circles and all that. But they never gave up. They never gave up. They just kept going forward with their craft. And they've been wanting to do this type of movie for a very long time. It kept like falling apart. So being able to see them finally fulfill their dreams of making that movie, like it made me so happy. Um, so I definitely, definitely do want to watch it, uh, despite how weird I heard it was. But uh, I, I could be down for that. <laughs> The opposite of Gina Ricardo's, do not watch Annette hungover or like, you know, <laughs> getting a full night's sleep and having a full stomach. That was, yeah. it was upsetting, but well executed. Yeah. Definitely nice. put that one up on the list, though. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Awesome. Cool. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. But before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well with not worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, it also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, LOWKEYGEEK, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. So let us move on and let's talk about actor in a leading role. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of interesting things to say about this as well. 
Um, so let us put that up. So we have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, so I'll have you start off here. Um, what are your thoughts and reactions to this list? Uh, yet again, it was a spit take reaction for me. I um, I love to wake up early and watch the the nominations get read out loud. I'm so glad I'm on the East Coast and able to do that. But every year I set like I check on it. I set an alarm, like it's that Christmas morning feeling. I mentioned mm-hmm. this is my favorite holiday of the year, and I, I watch those nominations. This one. I was floored mainly because uh, I wasn't expecting Andrew Garfield um, and I wasn't expecting Javier Bardem, not even a little bit, not at all. I was offended by the choice um, and I I was surprised because I didn't hear a conversation with Javier Bardem before. I was honestly a little yeah. bit surprised by, by Denzel. Not that I think any year Denzel ha- does, even if he were to do a commercial, Denzel could get a Best Actor nomination. Um, but in this case... I didn't hear enough chatter beforehand for me to feel like, oh, confident that Denzel would get that, but glad that glad mm-hmm. that he did. The main ones to me that I think we were expecting going into it, Benedict Cumberbatch and Will Smith. Um, I think that um, this is another one of those interesting situations. Is the power of the dog going to have such a great night? Benedict Cumberbatch wins. Is this going to be a situation where the international voting body does disfavors American celebrity and Will Smith and instead mm-hmm. favors Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I, I, my cynical self thinks that Benedict Cumberbatch will win. Um, but the, the favorite going into all of this and the biggest winner so far has been Will Smith. Um, the one who it seems like it's theirs to lose. I am very suspicious. So at the end of the day, if it comes down to where Will Smith is the favorite, I think it's going to be Anthony Hopkins yet again. And I just after that Chadwick Boseman upset, I Anthony Hopkins obviously isn't nominated. I think he's going to win over Will Smith just because like they don't give a fuck. And I, my cynical self is saying Will Cumberbatch today uh, with going into it. That was that was kind of the expectation of, yeah. of the last last time we had the same type of problem um mm-hmm. i don't know if that is an issue with the international body and their disfavor towards american celebrity i think it was a continuation of the oscar so white problem i don't yeah. know that we've solved that enough this year yeah. i personally i love will smith uh smith in this role in particular yeah. i think that because we've seen it too many times where someone does enough not great movies that they're not taken seriously by the voting body as if you need to mm-hmm. have you know four out of every five movies needs to be a great serious a critically acclaimed movie but if we were to just go off of this performance alone i honestly think will smith's performance deserves the win that's that's my opinion mm-hmm. what, what about you uh yeah i mean um yeah before i I go into my thoughts um i'm a little surprised about um your feelings about andrew garfield in this category uh, especially knowing how big of a a broadway person you are and how very familiar you are with this story um you know i thought this would be something that yeah maybe surprising but i thought you would be talking up more about um you know especially 
I, for the longest time when Tick, Tick, Boom came out, I didn't want to watch it. Uh, the reason was mainly because I have fatigue with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, I think he's just all over the place and he's touching too many things. But realizing that this is his first movie that he's directed and all that, you know, and it is based off of a you know, true story. Um, you know, growing up in New York, you know about Broadway, you know about the, you know, you know about how big Rent was and the story behind it all. So I, I finally sat down and watched it and I was floored. I was actually pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised how much I liked this movie. And I do feel uh, Andrew Garfield's performance was phenomenal in it. Um, and he's had a great year. I mean, if you talk, if you really think about it, right? I mean, you know, he was in Eyes of Tammy Faye and he's in this other movie, which I don't know if we want to talk about, but I think he was like kind of like the shining moment in that movie for a lot of people. Um, and he's, you know, but I do feel that he's still a young actor. And he, yes, he was already previously nominated for Hacksaw Ridge. Um, I, I do feel like you know, this time around, it's nice that he got another recognition, but I do not think he's going to move forward with any possible win here, even though there are a lot of people out there who are supporting him for that win. Um, so I don't know. What what what, what are your feelings about uh, Andrew Garfield's performance? Uh, so as much as I love musicals and movies and movie musicals are just my, mm-hmm. my forte, yeah. I do not like Andrew Garfield. I oh, have interesting. a little itch against him. It's That's on me. That's not on Andrew Garfield, I think. But he and Anne Hathaway have this similar try-hard problem where I can feel them willing their performance the entire time. And I see Andrew Garfield and see him trying his hardest to do acting. And I'm not necessarily seeing the character, Jonathan Larson, that he's trying to portray. Um, I don't personally have Lin Manuel Miranda fatigue. I think I think everyone eventually you get you get saturated enough, you hear a name yeah. enough times. It's not as exciting as it used to be. So maybe people are kind of just tired of all of that. I think Lin Manuel Miranda leaves with an egot if he wins the the original song this year, uh, and it's a a wild year for him with In the Heights, Tick Tick mm-hmm. Boom, and Encanto. Um, yeah. I I'm so I'm glad that something that he did is is getting um is getting above the line recognition i guess in canto for nominated and original song or its main ones um but i'm glad that uh this performance that someone playing jonathan larson did get nominated i didn't yeah. love andrew garfield in it that said it's a difficult performance he's carrying the whole thing to where the cameras sometimes literally following him from room to room singing and fulfilling his imaginary things that are happening in his head yeah. um and things that you're that they're trying to show on screen that are happening in the songs. It's, it was a difficult um, powerhouse performance overall. I'm not mad that they gave it to Andrew Garfield. And in fact, I even in the way that I like to root for underdogs and movie musicals, I'm glad that it got shine here um, and enjoyed it overall. I think I just if I if I loved Andrew Garfield or was even neutral towards him, maybe I would be saying, "Oh, that was the best performance." I just couldn't mm-hmm. get over the Andrew Garfield of his performance. I don't know. 
Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I don't think we've ever talked about that before. So I didn't know that that was a thing you had because I totally get your Anne Hathaway take. Like I, I, I kind of share the same sentiments there. Um, I think and with Andrew Garfield, maybe it's more on me that I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Um, so I don't really perceive it that way. Um, but if anything, I think his performance really played out really well, given the fact that the one thing I really appreciate about Tick, Tick, Boom is that it really felt like a Broadway play put on film, like especially with the editing, with the choice of, um, you know, point of views and perspectives and all that stuff like that. It really felt like, for me, a truer Broadway play put on the big screen as opposed to a Dear Evan Hansen, which I think was a big snub throughout this whole Oscar nominations and all that. I think Dear Evan Hansen should have been nominated more so that we could have pissed everybody off. <laughs> um, but yeah, but going back on the list, Denzel, I think anytime he does something remotely great, he's going to get recognition for it because he's just a phenomenal actor. And definitely uh, Tragedy of Macbeth was a really, really well done, different take on this you know, classic storyline and all that stuff like that. And I did enjoy his performance. I didn't think it was to that extent where I thought he would be nominated. But I just think, again, he's one of those darlings of the Academy in Hollywood where if he does anything remotely good, he will definitely get recognized for it. Um, the whole Harvey R. Bardem thing, I'm, I'm still confused about all that. Again, I'm just confused about how this movie is getting so, you know, so much love and all that. And it, it could be to your point where, you know, Hollywood and the Academy love those throwbacks. You know, they love, you know, anytime you talk about classic Hollywood and, and all that, you know, it's, the same could have been said of why La La Land was like so... Um, you know, put on that kind of pedestal that year it came out because it was a tribute to the musicals of the past and everything. So, um, but again, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it. But just my feeling about it, I am very confused. Um, you know how he got nominated for that, but I think in, at the end of the day, it's always been a, a kind of a race between Benedict and Will Smith, right? So I think for a lot of people, Benedict was in the conversation for a while. And then Will Smith kind of took over a little bit and he became the main focus in the conversation and all that. So, you know, in my opinion, uh, in my personal, um, if I was, again, the only body who's nominating and voting for all this stuff, I would love to see Will Smith finally get recognized because, you know, he's had chances in the past. Um, he's put in his work in Hollywood, you know, and I do feel like this is definitely one of his strongest performances that we've seen in a very long time. I, he fit the role. I don't think he was like... Um, uh, kind of uh, putting on an act. I really felt like he was he was his person, especially when you look at clips of how the real father acted. It, it's pretty much identical, right, and all that. Um, so I, I do, uh, I, do, I would love to see him win, um, but something in me, I don't know, keeps like 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 nudging me and nudging me and telling me that maybe Benedict is going to walk away with this one because I'm yeah, know. because. It, I, Again, power of the dog, the momentum just increased recently again, you know, and it's just like it faded and then now it's, it's it, you know, gaining speed all over again. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to put it, give anything away from Benedict. I thought he, he did a really good job in this movie. Um, but 
if we were also to look at the movies as to which appealed to audiences more, obviously King Richard did, right? It's like that feel-good, empowering type of movie where this is one of those movies that definitely pleases more of the artistic-minded people, you know, the the cinemaphiles, so to speak, right? Like, the, this is a movie that's really catered to them. So it depends on which one of those voting bodies really show up, right? Like, which is going to give it more of that love? So... You know, I, I again, personal choice is Will Smith. I, I do think Benedict is going to come come out with the win here. I think that Will Smith has been he's won enough awards in his time. And I, so I'm looking over Will Smith's awards history. And in mm-hmm. 1998, he wins the Grammy for rap, rap solo performance for Men in Black. Then in 1999, it's getting jiggy with it wins best rap solo performance back-to-back years uh but then the next year wild wild west snubbed nominated didn't win and then will 2k the following year for best music video short form i think that it's time to give will smith his due and take him seriously Uh, in seriousness though there's there's the thing where people don't haven't taken him seriously in a lot of his performances and a lot of his performances have been more money-making type um performances he subverts that he does the opposite here he messes up his hair and he kind of yep. uglifies himself and i think that they love it when someone who's a super celebrity who can bring shine on the red carpet but in the performance they kind of do that sacrificial performance to where someone who could just be doing super handsome leading man stuff um and instead he actually takes that and does an accent i think that there's some kind of like the way he's speaking um mm. plus hair and his clothes all of that i think at the end of the day it's it's the most it's the one that i think should win the most i and i'm i'm, I'm i don't want cynicism to win the day i and yeah absolutely don't we can't take anything away from benedict cumberbatch she deserves a win for this and will smith deserves a win for this both of them yeah. do i don't think it's it, it would be as egregious and even anthony hopkins that was an amazing performance I was yeah. like, it's so it's so tricky when you get into this situation where you're like pitting two people against each other. You're like, oh, do you like the good guy or the bad guy? Like, no, these are both awesome performances. Um, I I I'm uh, I'm thinking I might change it. I, cynically, I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I honestly want to say Will Smith has to win. I don't know, but that's that's gonna be my official my official vote. That's not necessarily. I think there were some snubs here, and I'm not sure that that's exactly who I would pick for my own. Um, do you do you want to get into snubs? Do you have any on your list? Let's do it because uh, I have two that stood out. Uh, I'm sure you you will have more. Um, Simon Rex is actually on my list of snubs uh, because again, I do love the comeback. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Kirsten Stewart. Uh, wait. Yeah. No, wait. Is, am I saying the it's name right? You were from in Power of the Dog. Is yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. yeah. Yeah. Kristen Dunst and Kristen Stewart. Kristen Dunst. Sorry. Oh, ah, no. I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked you. Um, yeah. We, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about her and kind of like that was like her comeback moment and all that, which is great to see. Simon Rex fell off for a bit, you know, and he just all of a sudden comes back with Red Rocket. You know, even though the movie itself is very, uh, it's not for everybody, but his performance alone was so powerful and, and, you know, energetic and everything. And if he, he makes that movie work for me, 
um, like I said, it, it wouldn't have, you know, uh, it probably doesn't sit well with a lot of people who probably watched it, you know, because of the subject matter and all that. But I thought he was a huge standout in that movie. And, you know, for a while when they were talking about best performances throughout the year, his name was mentioned quite a bit. Um, and, and then all of a sudden he just fell off all over again, right? So I definitely do have Simon Rex on there, which I think, you know, look, we all know my choice to get rid to to remove from this category is Harvey R. Bardem. You know, even though he is a great actor and all that, I would remove him and replace it with somebody. And I it would have been awesome to see Simon Rex fall in there. And the only other person I have really that I would call out is Adam Driver. Uh, because, you know, he had two really strong performances in House of Gucci and Annette. Even though I didn't see it, people would tell me that his performance in Annette was actually pretty good. Um, maybe you, you could back me up on that or not. But I, I think Adam Driver definitely could have been another potential nominee here, um, you know, with his performances that he had last year. So, Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want Javier Bardem gone. I don't care if they don't replace him. I, I would love it if it was Doc. <laughs> as algae rhythm in space jam 2 i'd be perfectly happy with that instead it wasn't even a best actor performance it'd be supporting if anything i just i hate that javier bardem is here i actually love javier bardem javier bardem i do too he's done some great performances it's just this does not make sense to me it, it, casting it doesn't make sense yeah. to me the performance itself i'm wondering if the oscars were just like having a hard time with the seating arrangements and they're like oh penelope cruz is going to be there the plus one for the husband, and maybe maybe that's why Jesse Plemons gets it too with the Kirsten Dunst plus one. It's one of my favorite little trivia facts from this year is you've got the double couples in these that's true. Couples. But yep. I don't understand what's happening there. Get rid of Javier Bardem for sure. Um, I think everyone else is like belongs or deserves it. I don't know if if you're going to give Denzel a, an Oscar, I, another one. I don't know if this is the year with Tragedy mm. Macbeth. Um, I genuinely love that performance. I know some people didn't like it as much with the way he handled that role, but that's also going to be a role that's going to be difficult to fulfill everyone's expectations on. Oh, yeah. So I'm not even sure who my final five would be, but the main people I thought of for, for alternate nominees, um, Adam Driver had Annette and House of Gucci. That's a great call. I don't even know which one he would get nominated for. I would I think I would say Annette, but still, I like it when someone has an awesome year with a good, mm -hmm. a couple great performances. In my opinion, they were great. Um, this this one's wild. Bo Burnham in Inside. I know that's not something the Oscars would ever recognize, but him doing that on his own and actually portraying those emotions. Right. But that he did the whole thing. If he did like the best one man show, I think he's he, that was amazing. I know that's not a, a category, but I would have liked to like in my own little personal universe. He might have a, a name on this list. Anthony Ramos in In the Heights. I don't think people took seriously enough. Good call. Good call. Yeah. That one and the, my my other um, main alternate nominee, Bob Odenkirk in Nobody. These are victims of COVID, where they're doing some test balloon movies, and I remember going to Nobody in theaters. And there was a thought and a fear that if this movie is not successful, that maybe we won't have movies again for a whole nother year. Yeah. These are like sacrificial lambs. And then In the Heights was supposed to be the big we're back summertime movie. And it, it got money. It just didn't get the money that people were hoping it would get. And then yeah. I don't think it makes sense for Anthony Ramos to, to suffer because of that. I don't know if he gets in the top five anyway, but that was 
similar to the Andrew Garfield thing, if we're giving it to Andrew Garfield, I would personally would have, I would switch him and Anthony Ramos out right now with the difficulty of the role and the amount of acting. And I felt it. I'm a sucker for movie musicals. I know some people are probably rolling their eyes at some of the cheesier moments in that one. I loved every single second of it and it got me. I saw it multiple times in theaters and I got choked up multiple times in theaters, um, mainly with Anthony Ramos driving that ship mm-hmm. um and then like the bob odenkirk one honestly nobody's gonna take that seriously as an oscar movie we should be taking bob odenkirk seriously oh, um, yeah. is he actually did give a good nuanced performance in a film that was kind of just a normal like a low-key blockbuster cash grab kind of thing but it was to me i had a great time seeing that great being back at the movies seeing that and i think bob odenkirk actually did a good acting job in a in that role um, for the actual proper snubs, though, not just in my little universe, but um, actually, I'm going to go and throw John David Washington on my on my list with from Malcolm and Marie. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie. I personally loved it, and he did a lot. He was it was a very um, I think it would be cool to have a, a world where Denzel and John David Washington are both nominated. That's one thing, but also that was a cool performance where he did a lot of lifting and. Um, and helped carry that movie, where it was just a two-hander with him and Zendaya the whole time. I wish that mm-hmm. movie had been taken more seriously looking back. Um, the main actual snubs to me, people were talking about Cooper Hoffman um, as a possible nominee. I don't know if I would put him on my list, but that that was an interesting one people were talking about. Peter Dinklage, you mentioned before um, in our conversation um, with Cyrano, that's one people were talking about. Yeah. I'm intentionally avoiding Cyrano right now. I want at least to wait. <laughs> And then until I have one of those days where I just got nothing else going on, but it doesn't seem to to have gotten that um, that level that that they wanted it to for for him to actually get the nomination. But then the main one to me that's an actual snub. You already mentioned Simon Rex, but to me the other one is Bradley Cooper, um, Nightmare Alley. I I don't know what's going on with the Oscars and Bradley Cooper, um, but between Star Is Born and this film, uh, we have movies that. I think we're highly, highly successful. And for some reason, he's just not making that final list. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, especially, honestly, both Star is Born and this performance both deserve um, serious uh, acclaim. This one was the turn at the end where he's having to show a complete downfall. He shows the character start from the bottom, work his way up, and then go all the way down. That on its yeah. own, um, um, a, a a serious actor who could also similarly like doing the, it could just be a handsome guy. And instead he's doing De Niro level work in my opinion, at this point in mm-hmm. his career, I think he should be getting more uh, acclaim too. And I think that to me is, is the biggest snub. So I probably in my own little universe, I would switch out um, Javier Bardem and Andrew Garfield for Anthony Ramos and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, no great call on, on Bradley Cooper. And I, again, it just goes to show you how amazing of a film Nightmare Alley is um, with uh, tons of great performances in there. The story itself was very well executed. Um, and everything from the cinematography to, you know, the the costuming and the stage design and all that. It's like, it's just so 
amazing of a movie. So such an amazing movie um, that, yeah, if I saw him nominated in this category, I would not have blinked an eye. I was like, you know, that makes sense to me uh, because of that type of performance. Uh, totally agree with you on the whole Anthony Ramos thing. Uh, I mean, In the Heights was one of those movies where I was like, I'm back in the theater and I'm having fun. And look, people are actually singing and dancing in, in the audience, which is something we didn't see for two years. Right. Um, but it, it is unfortunate that it kind of just fell to the wayside after that one particular month it was in. And then people just stopped talking about it. Uh, Peter Dinklage, for sure. Um, I haven't seen Cyrano yet. Uh, I think I've lost my window because I just can't seem to find it at a theater near me. So definitely going to wait for a streaming for that. But he was also among the group that was being talked about, along with Simon Rex and all that, as far as kind of breakout performances of the year, which is a weird thing because Cyrano, I guess, came out during the festivals. Uh, so that's how a lot of critics saw it and everything like that. Maybe in, in like some of the other markets it was available to see, but it only really came out uh, to a more wider audience in like February. Um, so it is interesting. Uh, I guess it would kind of make sense why maybe it didn't get that much attention and all that, but people were talking about this role for at least since November, from what I can recall, um, of last year. Um, but hearing your list and then, you know, thinking back on, on last year, uh, another name popped into my head. And this seems to happen. It happened in the previous episode, too, uh, which is great. That's why I love these conversations. Um, one, I, I definitely want to do a call back because I do think Richard Jenkins would have been an awesome nomination for uh, leading actor for uh, humans. I, I think that performance was just amazing. But the one that I do feel is uh, a great snub here that even the minute I saw the movie, I was screaming through the top of my lungs that I wanted to see him recognized for this is Nicholas, Nicholas Cage for Pink. Mm, mm, uh, yeah. His performance in that movie. Look, regardless of what you think of Nicholas Cage and how wackadoo he is and all that, you know, we love him for it too. But this was the first time in a very long time where he pulled up a huge dramatic performance. And the movie itself was not a movie you were expecting it to turn into. You know, a lot of people were automatically pegging it as, oh, it's like a fight club-ish kind of movie, but it really wasn't. You know, it was like a, an amazing humanizing type of story uh, about passion and, and love and things like that, about the simple things and, you know, and all that. And his performance was just phenomenal. Um, I dare, dare I say, I, it's probably like one of his best performances since leaving Las Vegas, uh, as far as like a dramatic type of role. Um, so it is unfortunate that, you know, we didn't get to see him or Pig like looked at uh, for anything um, as far as the Oscars are concerned. Um, but, you know, that just brought back to my mind. Did you see Pig? Like, is that a movie you saw? I, it took me a while. I saw it. I think it was after the nominations were... were um, actually, no, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I just eventually saw it. But the mm -hmm. uh, that's what, you're absolutely right. That was one that people were talking about. And I, that might be another one of those victims where somebody that, that did enough movies that they don't take seriously to where he kind of loses some cred. I like those comeback stories. I honestly think that that's oh, fun. Yeah. Um, and someone who has the opposite, which is a name that just popped into my head, was from Drive My Car, um, Hidetoshi mm. Nijima. I, yeah. That's another one of those we were talking about in the, the other episode where um, sometimes international movies where there are subtitles, they're not getting cred in the acting categories because people are doing some reading and they're not understanding the nuances. And um, I, I know that personally, I don't include those people enough on my list. 
um, whenever there is a performance in, in a non-English language. But I do recall th that performance. Absolutely. I, I think that that's that I'm sure there are others, but I think that one in particular is one that deserves more credit. Yeah, no, that's that's an uh, that's an awesome call, you know, especially, you know, with my uh, excitement and thrill of even seeing Drive My Car nominated for the best uh, film uh, nominations, uh, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But I'm hoping that because of that, because of what we saw with Parasite and all that, that hopefully this could lead into more of that type of recognition because it's it's true his performance in that movie was fantastic you know it was very heart-wrenching and emotional and all that and um you know it's one of those stories that is so uh humanly complex but it's life right like we all go through situations like that where not everything is always cut and dry there's always complexities in the way we perceive things or the way that we you know we we think about uh, how we live their life to a certain point um so i i do hope this could lead to further conversations and mindsets where more people like that can be recognized for their accomplishments and their performances and all that so um no I, I, another great conversation here um any last thoughts about both uh actor and actress nominations here that's that's all i've got um i think we we covered everything on my list i think lebron james space jam 2 needs more serious consideration obviously 100%. yeah but otherwise no i think um i think we covered it all i i'm excited to see how this goes and to continue this conversation with you to see how we fill out our brackets um, oh yeah and about other movies what, what about you man yeah no i mean i, I we, we said a lot and again the, these conversations are great and a lot of fun and again i hope you guys are having fun watching and hearing along too um as you know like i say all the time you know we want to hear from you guys so if there's anything that you agree with or disagree with you know do let us know in the comments let's have a nice discussion about it but uh we're definitely looking forward to the future episodes where we talk about best picture best director i, I have a feeling you and i were going to be talking a lot about those categories um because those are some interesting ones um so yeah definitely stay tuned to the channel um again uh, show your support show some love you know hit that like button you know hit the subscribe buttons it really you know just those little two simple acts goes a very long way um and hit that notification bell so you can get notified of all the episodes once they're uploaded um but until the next time uh blake where can people find you online i am on letterboxd at blake wolf ssn do not look up any of my other social media, but definitely look me up on Letterboxd if you have an account. Uh, I have 17 followers right now. I'm trying to get that number up to 18, maybe 19 uh, by the Let's end of the it. year. There's enough people on Letterboxd, man. I love that app. Um, I've logged over 2,600 movies there that I've seen in my life. Um, all of the ones this year, looking back, just kind of going through that list. Um, so Blake Wolf's screen name, B-L-A-K-E-W-O-L-F-S-S-N. If you have a Letterboxd account, I would love to just any human interaction on there is so nice because otherwise it's me just toiling away uh, for in the dark for absolutely no benefit. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be uh, lovely. Yeah, 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 come on. Let's get him at least to 19. <laughs> at least to 19. Because that would be amazing. Yeah, that will be, that'll be great. Uh, so, yeah, do what you can. Support Blake there. He's an awesome dude. And as you can see, 
he knows his stuff and we have great conversations that's why you know we we do this what we do um as for myself obviously you know where to follow you see it on the screen right there low-key geek on twitter instagram what have you especially youtube and podcast platforms across the universe um but we will catch you in the next episode so until then we'll see ya bye movie time you later movie time Thank you.